Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I'm Freddie Young. And I'm Vanessa Mitchell. And we are back with a new episode for you all. So as agreed last week, um, well I say last week, a couple of days ago, um, we said that we would do kind of festive spirits, festive ghosts, ghosts that appear over New Year uh, and all them kind of things. Spooky Christmas stuff. We've yeah. done myths and we we did myths and legends of Christmas, didn't we? we Krampus. Did, we, yeah, we did. We did all of and them some... and like the tra um, traditions and why we have certain traditions and stuff. And that was great, great episode. But listen, you like us because we're spooky, so we're going to do you some so a couple of little ghosty wasties in amongst there. But anyway, guys, I hope you are all well. I hope you've had a beautiful Christmas. And this episode, I'll I will release it on New Year's Eve. So. For those of you that don't have plans or for people that are isolating, which is probably quite a lot of people, yeah. um, it's a little saint to listen to. You was isolating last week. I'm always isolating. Yeah. Forever isolating. You're like a multi-Covid catcher. I'm a, I'm a survivor. So. Because he works in a school, by the way. Basically. Not because you're out on bloody chopping the light fantastic every night. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, and guys, before before we start recording, I will just say that we are um, live on TikTok. So if you don't follow us on TikTok, make sure you do. Make sure you go on over to um, the Haunted Podcast official and follow us on there. Um, so people are currently watching us live and sending through their thoughts and questions. So Jake's watching us. He's sent in some love hearts. Jake, hi. Oh, hi, Jake. Someone's saying that they drink hot sauce. Well, listen, I wouldn't Ooh. recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it, mate. Um, and listen, oh, I'm just trying to open a bottle because we're being festive. Mate, you have to do it like that. It's, uh, a, it's a cork. Yeah, well, listen, I can't do it because it's... You're supposed to be the one with the muscles, Christ. Ta-da! Listen, do. it wouldn't be a Christmas podcast without a little drinky. So, without further ado, let's start off with our first story of the evening. So, nestle down. So we are going over to um, Alcatraz, Alcatraz Prison. Right. It's a place that most people know. Uh, in its earlier days though, and I thought this was really interesting, the Native Americans used to use the island and they would banish people there as punishment. Um, so oh, before the, the before prison, the, before the, prison the Native yeah. Americans would do that. And that, I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, even in then times though, it was uh, reportedly plagued by uh, local spirits. The island and people yeah, I'd heard that people, people would yeah. be terrified uh, to be on the island and that's why yeah. they used it as a form of punishment because um it was a scary place well before the prison wasn't it like saying by and it was known for that yeah um so you're building a prison on top of cursed or bad land in the first place i mean jesus it doesn't get much worse than that no so obviously today is a very active place and you can visit the island um I can't. Th I don't think you can go there overnight or anything. I know maybe sometimes they might do a ghost Tours special ghost tour or yeah. something. But um, visitors to the island report hearing screams, the slamming of the metal doors, sounds of voices and shouts um, within the prison. But a really famous thing that happened in the prison occurred in and around the 1940s. I couldn't really find when, if it was wartime or, or after the war. Right. But there was a warden there called James Johnston and he held a Christmas day party at his resident residence for staff at the prison. So he stayed on the island. Right, so he held it in his house. Held it in his little place that he was staying. 
Um, good cheer, though, was brought to a swift halt when an apparition sporting mutton chops, whiskers, and a grey suit appeared. Say that again. Good cheer. Mutton chops and all whispering. whispering oh, right. So know. a fella, you mean? So Yeah, but mutton chop. Great big woolly. Oh, right, I know. The woolly. Woolly. Um, no, but not. It's like attached to your face. It's like a beard style. Yeah, but it's out. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All whispery. That's what I'm uh, calling you and, from now. Mutton chops. Mutton chops. And in a grey suit. Uh, the temperature in the room reportedly plummeted and the fire blew out in a very traditional ghost appearing kind yeah. of way, mm -hmm. I should imagine. Um, and then it all returned to, to normal after the spirit disappeared after about a minute or so. Um, this rattled the guards and they were too scared to stay and they finished their Christmas party pretty swift. Mm. So we don't know any more about the backstory of who the ghost is supposed to be. Do we no, know anything like that? No, no. They nothing. didn't know. They never researched it. They just spoke about it, it just It's just something that happened on Christmas Day Yeah. in Alcatraz prison. But it's quite interesting. Now this one, this is an old favourite. Now listen, it doesn't matter what castle you go to. There's about to be one of Henry's wives lurking around. Yeah, now in the we UK, yeah. we go over to Hever Castle. Uh, it's one of my dad's favourite castles. Is it? Yeah, dad likes Where a castle. Whereabouts is it? <sighs> I don't think I've ever been. Hever Castle of it. is in Kent. Oh, okay. No, it's not. No. It, it's somewhere in England. Didn't you do that research? Because you're normally good with your research. Let's just Google it quickly. Heaver Castle, because I don't want to be giving the... Is it in Ireland? It's in Eden Bridge. Heaver... I said Kent. Right. Yeah, it's Kent. Right, okay. So I was right. Listen, so I'm not, as thick. I'm not as thick as I come across. Anyway, Christmas Eve ghost. Another Christmas Eve ghost. So every Christmas Eve... The figure of Anne Boleyn can be slowly gliding across the bridge over the river Eden toward her family home, which is Hever Castle. And apparently she does this on Christmas Eve because that is where she was happiest. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so she goes home. She, she returns she, home like, for the festivities. For, yeah. Isn't that crazy? But Anne Boleyn's seen in... Um, Tower of London. Tower of London. And what was the one we did... Really Chillingham Castle. Not Chillingham Castle. Hampton Court Palace. Hampton Court Palace. Hampton Court Palace. Um, yeah, so she's quite a, she's a busy woman. Much like, do you remember when we did the Hollywood episode, Marilyn Monroe? Yeah, she... she haunts about four or five different places, yeah. reportedly. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's quite a, it's a nice one. It's not an, a horrible one. She's not running at people with a bloody knife or anything do like people, that. Do um, people... I suppose over the years, because it's quite a prominent sighting of her, they've, they've looked for her and, and no tried to do No one's stuff. seen anything, really. Or, or, or caught it, evidence on camera. Yeah. Um, another festive one is Ruse Hall. Now, Ruse Hall, I'd not heard of uh, until I'd done the research. So this is a location we will look into a bit closer uh, in, in a coming episode. Yeah, okay. Um it's in Suffolk, so it's not too far away from oh, us. Oh, yeah, that's not too far. And apparently is one of the most haunted houses in England. Now, have you heard of Ruse Hall for it to claim a title like that? No, I haven't, to be honest. Uh, so it's quite a, quite a nice building. It's a 16th century kind of manor hall. Our historian would know <clears> about that because she used to live in Suffolk. And she knows extensively, so, she, so, she, so maybe we'll get her in on a, a, another one. She'll know to, Ruse to do Hall. With that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of its most famous kind of paranormal connections is that the mark 
of the devil's cloven hoof is said to be imprinted in one of the cupboards. Oh. Now, I went on the internet to try and find a picture of this cloven hoof inside of a cupboard, because if it's there, I'm assuming people would have taken a photo. I haven't found any pictures. I think it's just one of them things that people say. Somebody said. Somebody has and it said. Just stuck, and... but it never really. I wonder if a devil was going to come. I don't think he'd hide away in a cupboard. I mean, if he was going to put the mark of the cloven hoof, it, the front to door. me, you'd yeah, you'd put it somewhere where everyone was going to see it. So, anyway, but that's that one. Um, but one of the most dramatic hauntings, <clears throat> of which there are many in this location. Mm -hmm is supposed to happen every Christmas Eve. And legend has it that a headless horseman clatters down the driveway with four black horses pulling a phantom coach. At Roos Hall? At Roos Hall. So, lead, like, mm. the driveway up, um, there's meant to be a headless horseman. Again, there's no evidence. I've not found anyone who has the backstory witnessed where that, that themselves. Could be. Or... Yeah. So, take that one with a pinch of salt. Great story, though. Um, I wouldn't like to see a headless horseman clattering down a country down on Christmas Eve. I wouldn't think that would ruin my festivities. Do you think you'd absolutely just have a complete breakdown? It would ruin my Christmas. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. What do you mean it Listen, we're, we're, what do you mean it would ruin it? It would bloody ruin my Christmas. Now, listen, a wimp. if it came the 27th of December, fine. You know, yeah, but you are a bit wimpy with these things. No, but I wouldn't want all of that over Christmas. What it's, difference it's, would it make? It's my festivities. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Now, we're, we're back in Kent. Where was we before in Kent? Hever Castle. Now, this Hever one, Castle. again, is another Christmas Eve story. Yeah. There are lots, lots of Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. One Christmas Eve, though, um, close to the end of the 18th century, there was a notorious highwayman called Gilbert, mm. not a very scary name, but highwayman called Gilbert. Count Gilbert. No, just Gilbert. <laughs> and he is said to have stopped a coach and horses on Hawkehurst Road in Marden in Kent. Right. The coach contained a young lady and her father, and Gilbert ordered them out onto the road. Just as the girl stepped out, the horses bolted, taking the, the coach and the, the father with them, the young lady was left alone on the dark road with the highwayman, and as she looked into his face, she recognised him as the very same highwayman who had murdered her brother some years earlier. Right, okay. Horrified, she drew a hidden knife from her bag and stabbed Gilbert in the side. Did she run him through? She ran him through did with her sabre. Did she say, dismount your steed and I will run you through? Well, we don't know that. Well, listen, she got a she little dagger done. out of her bag. It's probably a pen knife. She and she's, she shanked him in the side. She shanked him. She shanked him. Show us how. Like that. <laughs> um, before fleeing into the bushes. So once the horses had calmed and the coach returned a little while later, the men discovered the bloodied body of the highwayman and buried him at the side of the road. When the villagers found out the woman... Well, when the villagers found the woman in the forest the next day, she had gone completely mad. And they all avoided the spot in that road for many, many years. And it is now said that every Christmas Eve, the bloody scene is silently replayed to all that pass through. Yeah, I mean, um, she she probably had some sort of post-traumatic bloody, you know, because a lot of females were very feeble and weak in those days, you know, um, so... It obviously, because they were very protected, weren't they? I mean, God knows why. Women are stronger than men, let's be honest. 
but um in most cases in all cases um so yeah maybe in those days she has some type of post-traumatic and that so instead of actually they've said she's gone mad but she was probably traumatized she she you know she's experienced a trauma and yeah. we know that that has different effects the, on yeah. different people. Different people yeah. Some people were really strong and can cope. Some people, you know, yeah, that, that's really, it. That's, yeah. that's them because for the rest of life. Because she had murdered someone, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so she was completely mad. But so the same event replays every yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah. So that's what we call um, a replaying, yeah, residual energy. Yeah, interesting. I love, um, I love those cases because you often hear... Um, of a lady running across the road at the same time, the same, you know, every every anniversary of the death of, you know, in a wedding dress when she, you know, yeah. you hear about uh, on, that a and, lot. Yeah, they're only seen once a year. Yeah, and a it's certain just replaying, date and a replaying, replaying, time. replaying. So they're not, their consciousness, their soul isn't actually there like other hauntings. This is just a, like a trap in time which replays and replays. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Um, so that was some festive ghosts because I know we are leaving the Christmas period now, but I wanted to add a little, a few famous examples yeah, famous ones, yeah. uh, from some good locations. There, there's lots and lots of Christmas um, ghosty stories out there. Go and have a look, go and have a research. Mm. Um, I think as well, um, the art of ghost storytelling over the Christmas period is something that has died out. Because it's something that was quite traditional. Yeah. So you sent me an article, didn't you? Yeah. Um, about the... Uh, so what's that Christmas song? There'll, oh. there'll be scary ghost stories and and, and tell the long, long ago. It's the most wonderful... Yeah. yeah. So but anyway, in it's a really famous um, Christmas song. And in that, he goes... He talks about telling ghost stories at Christmas. And I've always thought that to be quite odd. Um, and I thought, oh, why is because, that? Because interestingly, Christmas Eve was traditional for getting around the fireplace and telling ghost stories. Now, we would associate that with Halloween, wouldn't we? Well, yeah, you'd think so. You would think so. But it was, it was a real traditional thing to do in the, in the, in the lead up to Christmas and something that was practised by most families. Mm. And I don't know what's happened for that to die. I don't. I don't know if it's like the commercialisation of of Christmas, and that's kind of yeah, just fallen out. to the to the wayside a little bit. But um, I thought again. Oh, half your face is in. Can you? Hello. You can only see half of you. Um, so now I'm going to move on to New Year, and as always, I like to go back to its earliest roots and see why why New Year is important, why it's celebrated. Mm. Um, obviously, New Year is celebrated around the world. People celebrate it at different times, though. Obviously, the Chinese quite famously um, celebrate it in... Oh, sorry if I offended it. I think it's February time. Mm. Um, and I'll go... I've got the story for that as to why the Chinese celebrate New Year and the, the myth behind yeah. that as well. So I will go on to talk about it. But the earliest recorded festivities in honour of a New Year's arrival date um, it goes all the way back to ancient Babylon. And so for the Babylonians, the first new moon following the vernal equinox, um, which is a day in late March, and it has an equal amount of sunlight and darkness. Mm. So it's the turning point um, because then the next day there's more sunlight. Yeah. Than, so it's, it's, it, that's what they consider to be the start of a new year. And they, remark, they mark the occasion with a massive religious festival called Atiku. And that derived from the Sumerian word for barley, which was cut in the spring. Mm. Um, it involved a different ritual on each of its 11 days and in addition to the new year 
um, Atiku was celebrated um, because it was when they believed, or it was in celebration to commemorate the victory of the sky god Marduk over the evil sea goddess Tiamat. Mm. It also served an important political purpose and it was during this time that a new king was crowned or that the current ruler's divine mandate was symbolically renewed. So with the, with the starting of that new year, some, either someone new was ushered in or whoever was there, you know, mm. recrowned or whatever, I don't know. But that's the first kind of um, time, record, like earliest recorded time that as, uh, people have celebrated a new year, the a coming of a new yeah. year, and that's about four thousand years ago. Yeah. And since then, we've continued to do that, which I think is quite nice. Mm. I like it. Um, as well, so in the early Roman calendar, it consisted of ten months and three hundred and four days. Mm. So that it's like equal amounts. Um. And with each new year beginning at the same time, so at the vernal equinox. According to tradition, it was created by Romulus, the founder of Rome, in the 8th century BC. Um, later, King Numa Pompilius is credited... Pompilius? Pompilius. I don't know if Mr. I say... Mr Pompilius. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr Pompilius. Pompilius. You've left behind your stick and sponge. Um, he's been credited with adding the months of Jan Janarius and February. Februarius. Yeah. Um, and over the centuries, the calendar fell out of sync with the sun. And in 46 BC, Julius Caesar decided to solve the problem by consulting the most prominent astronomers and mathematicians of the time. Yeah. And he introduced the Julian calendar, mm. which is it's similar to our Georgian calendar, um, which is what most countries use now. Yeah. As part of this reform, Caesar insisted that January 1st was the first day of the year. Um, and partly done this as well, partly to one of the month's namesake, which is Janus, and that is the Roman god of beginnings. Oh, that makes and sense. And that had they have two faces, this god, and it allowed them to look back into the past yeah. and forward into the future. Yeah, I like that. Um, so it was Julius Caesar that told us that January first is, is that's the start of the new year. Mm. And it's named after this god, which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, so Romans often celebrated this by offering sacrifices to Janus, exchanging gifts with one another and decorating their homes with laurel branches and attending raucous parties. Uh, is that raucous? You said raucous. Oh, sorry. I love picking you up because you're so brainy over everything. If there's a little mistake, I love to point it out. Right. Because he is very brainy. Thanks a fucking bunch. Yeah. Right. Raucous. 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 Right. Ignore me. Right. Carry on. Also, in medieval Europe, Christian leaders temp temporarily replaced January 1st as the first day of the year with the days carrying more a more religious significance, such as the 25th yeah. and March 25th, which is the Feast of the Annunciation. Annunciation. Yeah, Annunciation. Yeah. I don't know so what that is. So, the announcement. Oh. Announcement and annunciation. Well, what's the announcement? I think. On March 25th. I'd like to know. Um, and it was actually Pope Gregory the 13th that re-established January 1st as New Year's Day in 1582. All right, okay. So he... And that wasn't too long ago when we look at back at the... Oh, not really. Years of time, yeah, sands of time. Okay, cool. So that's a little bit of knowledge <laughs> yeah, and understanding, yeah. which is always very, very important, and I always aim to do it. 
So, now I'm going to move on to a few um, New Year's ghost stories. Oh, there's always got to be spooks at New Year. Is it has there? Yeah. I've never associated yeah. ghosts with New no, Year's. No, I associate ghosts with everything every day of the year. But you know, New Year is a, is a special time and a time, like you say, of the end of but the beginning of. So yeah, I think there'd be if anyone's going to kill themselves, New Year's would be a great time to do it, symbolising the end of their life right. and the beginning of their life up in heaven. I mean, I'm not suggesting anyone does. I'm just saying I would imagine. It would be quite a good time. I would time. say they, because it's depressing. I don't really like New Year. Oh, I love it. What do you mean you don't like it? You love it. What are you talking about? Oh, I just like the drinking. Mm. Anyway, we start off and we go to the Drake Hotel in Chicago, which I've never heard of, but doing the research is actually quite a prominent and well-known location. Yeah. Um, quite nice if anything well so we are i'd like to go to chicago i've never been to that side of america i'd love to go to new york so much have you been to new york yeah oh, i'd love to go i've been to new york anyone listening there's any free tickets you want to take sorry there was yeah, a... both of us we can both go we can investigate somewhere if anyone's listening from america that wants some english input can you stop wiggling around I can't right here this... on new year's eve 1920 so i'm assuming 1920 going into 21 1921 yeah yeah um, the drake call. hotel celebrated its opening night and as it was a super super celebrated and beautiful hotel it was lots of glamour and lots of wonderful things and it's it's been marked as both magnificent and tragic mm. um so it was tragic because, according to legend, again, I couldn't find any um, evidence of this, but it's a good story. It was a not, the night that the woman in red ended her life. Right. So on this day, a man and his fiancée, who was in a beautiful red silk gown, attended the gala held, held in the Drake's Gold Coast room. Yes. The man stepped away and didn't return. So his fiance went looking for him and found she, him with another lady. And found him with another oh, woman. Oh, it's a typical story. Whoa. For God's sake. Because you know it because it happens so much. So you kind of know it before. Why can't someone surprise me and say, no, he wasn't having an affair or he wasn't, you know, why can't he just be doing something else apart from cheating on the woman? <laughs> he had to, he, he caught diarrhea and sickness and he couldn't get off the toilet. Yeah, exactly. And so she or, found or, or him. Or something bad, yeah. Um, something normal happened. And this was in the Palm Court Parlour. So the devastated woman. Was he snogging her or were they engaging, and as, as you like to say, coitus? What do we know? Enthralled were, by So her. they were... They were obviously... They were probably... I could imagine her draped on a, a chaise. Yeah. A bit of dry humping, probably. Dry... <laughs> 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 Listen, they're at a New Year's party. They can't be getting up to too Listen, much. I know, but if you're... I mean, but if you're going to take that chance, don't do the dry hump. But listen, because you 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 might as well get hung for you might as well, you if, know, you're, if you're, you're going to take a chance, don't do the dry hump. No, if you're going to do it, you're caught anyway. Words you of wisdom well. from Vanessa I mean, Mitchell. Not that I advocate in any way being just, bloody unfaithful. Just don't do the dry humping. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I mean, that's for like fourteen, like well, <laughs> sixteen year olds. Yeah, no, but listen, but it's a different time back then. I can imagine there was a lot of that. 
Yes, I can. I'll have to ask the historian. Can you can you tell us what kind of things I was engaging in? Was it a lot of dry humping? Well, actually, she does. We're going to have to do an episode on this because she knows loads about really rude stuff. Yes, and that's what we does. like best. And we've never really done an episode, but we probably need we'll to do, a do one. one. We'll a, do a, a rude like, quite one. Quite a sex one, yeah. The, uh, Historical sex practices. The, the haunted Emmanuel. Yes. Right. Anyway, sorry. You know, this poor woman in red, whose name we do not know, um, but she was devastated, so she climbed up to the roof and jumped to her death. Why do women do that? They always fling themselves off buildings. You know, get you know, find another fella. There was probably another fella in there that night that thought she was gorgeous and wanted to dry and was hump waiting, her. Instead. Wanted to dry hump. Her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, but since then, guests at the Drake have reported seeing her apparition in the Gold Coast room, the Palm Court, and on the top. Well, she would be. As well as the roof. Well, she would be. Uh, she'd be she'd, yeah. Her spirit would have gone straight back in there, still wandering around, because she died, you know, she she obviously never never went to heaven. Um, she obviously stayed because she's seen so many places. But again, a, a classic story of women killing themselves over men. I don't advise it. Don't do it. Just and don't do it. Say no to dry humping. Yeah, say, unless you're under a certain age. Uh, but she's then been condemned to replay her final night. And she... Yeah, that's sad, though. I don't like stories like that. She's said to be... She's seen all over by a variety of people, so workers, guests, um, yeah, and all kinds her... of people know that this woman in red. Her eternal, um, or hopefully not eternal, when, you know, the angels come to, to rescue her, but or, or a good spirit medium sends her over. But, you, you know, all that grief and upset and shock, because she topped herself very soon afterwards, so she would still be in that state of, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, it's so sad. You know, spirits stuck like that. So sad in those circumstances. Anyway, move on. I move on now to um, a location called Weaverville in North Carolina. Yeah. And we go to, there's an inn on uh, Main Street. Uh, it's a bed and breakfast. And it is claimed that New Year's Eve is probably its most active night. Yeah. The, the owners um, are adamant that there are no ghosts and it's not haunted and I think they probably think it's bad for business yeah but there have been untold guests and staff all of whom verify the house's activity and the things that go and it's on. a and b say so how big are we talking it's fairly big yeah um oh you know it you could go there with your whole family. Is it in America, did you say? Room. Yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, because like, it's, all it's... their house, even their small houses out there are massive compared to the size yeah, of ours. So. Um, I wouldn't even know what to try and compare it to. It's a, it's a good size, do you know what I mean? It's it's not one of these like, thousand-room hotels. but it's Yeah, a good but size. they always have big, big rooms and high ceilings, those old places in America. So, yeah, we, we can say it's quite yeah. a sizable property. Sizable, sizable. Um, so... Like I said, the whoever haunts there has quite the preference for making an appearance on New Year's Eve. So some of the activity that happens on the property is guests will often hear pictures falling off the wall. Um, there's often, um, uh, what's, the, what's the word? Uh, pop, cork pops. Yeah, champagne yeah. corks popping. Corks popping, um, the back door opening and closing. Again, you know, it's just all that you, your typical stuff. Footsteps. Yeah, just your general shadows. That there would have been, yeah. But it seems it yeah. it seems to be that every new year, again, it, it tends it's to get really, it tends to get really, really active. Replaying itself, yeah. Um, 
there was one thing I found out about the house that I thought was quite interesting. Mm. So it was it was built a hundred years ago by a doctor. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I, I think that they're under the impression that he practiced there. Yeah. Um, because there's a blood stain that remains under the tiles in one of the bathroom. Oh, because that was part of his operating room or lab. Um, and the stain was never able to be removed, even with sanding. And they resorted to just tiling over the top of it. Maybe it was a murder. There's, Maybe it there's was... There's been a murder. Was he um, one of these doctors Mad who quack. would... Yeah. Doing the illegal abortions yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and all stuff like that. You don't know. I'd like to say like he was bodies, a nice fella. Yeah, we don't know. You don't know. We don't want to bury his reputation, but we don't really know much about him. But sometimes you find these things with doctors of the old days. Um, we move on now to our next New Year's Eve story. Mm. So, um, again, I, d- I couldn't find any details as to who the, the family is or mm. the person telling the story. But they had um, a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. And they had lots of guests and family and friends. Yeah. And unexpectedly, there was just a woman in the house, an old woman dressed in white. And she was just in the house. And no one knew how she got there. Um, And she was like, she couldn't have got in because the the doors were locked. You had to open the door. So someone had had to let her in. No one let her in. All the windows were closed. It's it's New Year's. It's cold. Um, But they was like, well, she obviously got in here. You know, it's not, it's, you know, the more the merrier, whatever. Let her stay. And um, they were speaking to her and she was saying, oh, I got lost and I couldn't find the actual party I was heading to. I saw this and thought it might be it. And they said, oh, just stay, just stay, whatever. Yeah. Um, she stayed at the party the whole time. Uh, and then upon leaving the party, she dropped two scarves on the doorstep. Um, no one knows who she is, where she come from. Yeah, but you say, it doesn't really sound like a ghost. That, because, I mean... I mean, how do they know she was a ghost? It was just the lady that they didn't know how she got in the house. Oh, I don't know. Uh, but... Did she disappear as they were waving her goodbye? Now, that would be a bit more like it. Well, the, we per- the person said that her cousin then saw this same woman in his dreams a few nights later and then no one ever saw or heard of her again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, listen, it's one of them weird ones. If you was, I can imagine it's a lot weirder than what they have um, portrayed it as. That sounds quite basic. That doesn't really sound like a ghost story to me. I just got an image of Betty White wandering around going... Betty White? Right. Oh, don't say it's one of these old things that you love. What? Betty? um, Golden Girls. She does everything. Yeah, I don't right. watch any of those things. Sorry, guys and girls at home. Oh, I've got to, to show her this, this absolute icon. And don't start about Mama Cassie. You always have to show me these things. Betty yes. White. Right. Yeah, but I don't watch those shows. You don't have to watch them shows. She's been in everything. Right, I recognise her face, but I didn't know that was her name. She's been in everything. Mm. <sighs> well, I would imagine it was somewhat more more forlorn and, <laughs> than Betty White, because she's all glammed up with all, a bit of... All yeah. wispy yeah. hair blowing because in the wind. Because if it was Betty White walking in looking like that... Well, you never know. Mm. So now I move on to the last... Well, not, uh, no, it's not my last story, but the story that I know as a New Year's Eve ghost story. Right. So it's in London, and if you venture out to Westminster Bridge near the stroke of midnight and look eastwards, you may well see um, the ghost of what is thought to be Jack the Ripper um, jumping 
off the bridge into the river. Yeah. Mm. Um, it is is kind of legend that as the first chimes of Big Ben uh, come in for New Year, a shadowy figure will suddenly materialise on a parapet of Westminster Bridge yeah. and leap headfirst into uh, the Thames. I believe that, that, that again, that residual energy replaying itself. I mean, why would they say it's Jack? So, Just the, uh... so it's quite interesting. So um, it, they believe that because they believe it's the hour that um, in 1888, Jack the Ripper killed himself by plunging into the river from that spot and every year since he's come back. So they believe it to be, or they've tied it to, a man called Montague Druitt and he was one of the more plausible Ripper suspects and right. he committed suicide by drowning in December 1888. It probably was Montague. He probably wasn't the Ripper though because from, from what we know about yeah. the Ripper, he certainly wasn't the type of man to top himself. So it could have been Montague accused of being the Ripper and couldn't stand it, so just had to finish it all. So it's quite interesting. So there's a few reasons that they think it's him. Mm. Um, because I think the main one is that after he killed himself, all the murders stopped. Yeah. So there was... Or the Ripper went to America and started the murders over there, is the story that we obviously are told. Mm. So maybe it, the murder stopped in England, because don't forget, he was supposed to have got, got on a boat, and there's actually quite substantial evidence there's, for there's, that. there's lots of evidence for it, and I think yeah. actually... It coincided I with think, Montague topping himself. Yeah, I th mm. because um, from what I read, his family believed it was him as well, and so he was disgraced. And I'm going to go on and read you a little bit more, yeah. and this was this is, this is all of this was the lead-up to what happened to him. So on Friday the 30th of November 1888, he was dismissed from his post at Blackheath Boys' School. The reason is unclear, uh, but one newspaper was um, who quoted his brother uh, said that he'd got into some serious trouble, but didn't specify any further. So when I read online, there was reports that... Um, he was in a paedophilic relationship with one of the boys at the school. Yeah. And he got found out and sacked and, and whatever else. Disgraced. And... But we don't know. It's all, it's all speculation. But then in early December 1888, he disappeared. And on the 21st of December, the Blackheath Cricket Club's minute book records um, said that he was removed as their treasurer and secretary in the belief that he'd gone abroad. So he hasn't been around anywhere. And then on the 31st of December, 1888, his body was found floating in the River Thames. Oh, well. Off of yeah. Fornicroft's torpedo works in Chiswick by a waterman called Henry Winslade. You see, um, I believe that um, because that makes a lot more sense than the bloody the bird at the party. Um He'd put stones in his pocket, which had kept his body submerged for over a month, and he was in the possession of a return train ticket to Hammersmith, dated December oh, that's the first, born. the first of December. I was born in Hammersmith. Was she? Queen Charlotte's Hospital. I was born there, Hammersmith, originally from East Acton, just up the road. Just thought I'd get that in. Me and Jake was in Hammersmith the other day. Were you? Yeah. So we I did our secret there, project. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So he had a train ticket to Hammersmith, dated the first of December. And he was sacked from his job there on the, the 30th of November. So it was so very, makes sense, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. Um, he also had a silver watch, a cheque for 50 quid. Which was bloody a lot of money and in those days. And £16 in gold. Right, hold on a minute. Now it changes everything. You're not going to jump off a bridge that maybe he was pushed. But all you can see of the apparition is him flying off. He was probably pushed. Listen, you don't... 
you don't top yourself with that much money in those days because he could have gone to another part of the country. He could have, you know, they wouldn't have known it was him in other places. And started again. I reckon he was, ah, and that would again make sense because if he was murdered, if he was pushed off there, that energy again would be strong to, to replay itself. I'm going to say he was murdered. I'm going to say he was pushed. Okay, all right. does make sense if you think about it. Um... Well, listen, no one knows why he had the money, but people speculate that it could have been his final payment from the school. But come on now. Yeah, but that's too much money. 50 quid? What, what was he? He'd it, <laughs> obviously robbed somewhere or what's that he must have done. Something else was going on with that fella, I'm telling you. And he certainly wouldn't have jumped. Not with that type of money. And gold coins. He could have gone and brought a bloody country pile somewhere for that type of money. I think in... Um... In his will, he left the equivalent of £291,000. What? Or something. Yeah, he had like that much wealth. But he was um, a lawyer's clerk or a lawyer or a lawyer in training. No, you'd never... People don't even get that money these days. People don't leave that these days. That Those, those figures no, must no, be No, no, equivalent. No, equivalent. Oh, equ oh, sorry. The equivalent of... The equivalent of. Right, yeah. So, so it might have been like two grand. Yeah, but, but yeah. over time, that's that's what it's translated to. Oh well, I'm, I'm but that's a, that's a that's a really that's a really famous story, um, and that lots of people have reported seeing. Yeah, that's seen by lots of people. That, yeah. is, that is seen by lots of people year in year out. Yeah, it's a yeah people that aren't looking for it don't expect no, to see it. And, say, oh my god, we saw someone, and they've called the police and the police, and they yeah, go yeah. out looking in the water for somebody yeah. and stuff. It's yeah, it's it's a really it's a really famous story. A um, bloke at my work, he he used to be. Um, on the um, the 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 he was a, a chief fire engine guy in the fire service, but on the River Thames, and the amount of suicides I can't really say on on this, but the amount of suicides he's told me where they jumped off that bridge, he said it was all the time, and he said for the most bizarre of reasons, um, but he dealt with a you know the majority of deaths along the Thames, and even this day there's so so many. I mean the place must be riddled with, you know sad energy and ghosts because he he dealt with so many because people just jump off that you know he said some of them he said some of them they managed to save but he said you have to get them in time because otherwise whoosh, they're taken away you've got no chance but they have to get them within minutes well i can so there's a thing called the call of the void have you ever heard of the call of the no. void so it's it's a real common thing so it's do you know sometimes you're driving along and you think oh i could just veer into the other side of the road and go into that lorry yeah and then you don't or if you're standing yeah. on a cliff and you think, oh, I could just throw myself yeah, off Yeah, I have that. had that. Is that actually a thing? It's an actual thing. Oh, no, I thought... Really, is it actually... Oh, thank God. Because I, I do it all the time. All so the time I... I'm driving along yeah. and think, I could put my foot down and then just not go round the bend and just carry on into I that remember, tree. I remember a school friend of mine, James Ward, said to me years ago, he said, do you ever feel just like... And I said, no, don't be ridiculous, but I did. And he said, I just felt like step it, the car was going or something, opening the door and just going and out just the car. And just rolling out the car. Like, yeah, for no like, reason. No reason. You just look at it and you go, oh, I'd like to and do that. And we had quite a serious chat about it. I can't remember confessing to anything. I'm mad done. I can't remember. But is that actually a thing? I it's, didn't it's, realise it's, that. It's, it's the call of the void and it's right. so common. What, what does it mean? Come and tell me. I'm interested in this. Well, no, and that's, and that's it's literally that's what it is. The so call people, of the void. Call of the void. So people like are standing on bridges and they look and they think, I could just jump over that. Yeah. But then they kind of stop. But what does some... void mean? I don't understand. What, what does void mean? You know what a void is? Like a mass open, like just empty space. Like... Oh, right. No, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, so it's it's the calling. 
and it's, it's a genuine thing and it affects so many people but a lot of people don't like to say oh yeah i was yeah, driving along nobody. and thought oh, oh, i'm gonna just, crash into yeah. that tree oh, you're just a little bit tempted and you just have that feeling uh, to just, do, just it. Yeah, do that just with the wheel yeah just because i know isn't that weird um uh, wouldn't that be interesting to get a scientific kind of explanation for that or, or some kind of opinion on that apart from what you've just said there because i'm fascinated in stuff like this maybe we should look into that a bit more and see if it's you know because it's obviously a thing how is it a thing where in the brain does that uh, you know it's interesting it is interesting mm. all good stuff um and then i'm going to top it off with something a little bit light-hearted because we've it's been quite a maudlin heavy heavy subjects so we're going to go into the chinese new year and mm. it's a real big deal for them. Have you seen people celebrate Chinese New Year? With the dragons. The dragons. Yeah, and the dancing. And it's lots and lots of red, and they set off yeah. all the fireworks and whatever. So yeah. it's, a, it's all to do with a legend that started about 4,000 years ago. And there was a vicious monster known as Nian, I think. Spelled N-I-A-N, Nian, I'm saying. And... It ate people, it ate all the crops and the livestock of the last day of every year. Right. People tried to fight the monster, but they, they couldn't do it. And the only way they could survive was to leave the village and hide in the mountains. Mm. And it said that one New Year's Eve, when most people had already left the village, an old lady whose husband was too ill to move decided to stay. As she was preparing food for her husband, a beggar knocked on the door and asked for some food. And the old lady felt sorry for him, so she invited him in and gave him some food that she'd just prepared. After eating, the beggar asked, why is no one else in the village? And the old lady told him about the monster. Yeah. And he said, don't worry, I can help you expel the monster. So he borrowed some red paper and red cloth from her. He pasted it on the door and put red cloth on himself and sat outside the front door waiting for the monster. When it appeared, he was hungry and grumpy and he approached the house preparing to swallow the beggar. Yeah. The beggar started to burn the bamboo cane in his hand and the crackling sound frightened off the Nian and made the monster so dizzy and scared that it fell against the door. When it opened its eyes, it saw the bright red paper pasted on it, which made his hurt, eyes hurt like crazy. And at that moment, the old lady was chopping dumpling meat loudly in the kitchen and the sound gave him a headache. Right. He couldn't stand it anymore and finally ran away. Yeah. And suddenly the beggar disappeared. Yeah. And the surprised old lady realised he was actually a god. When the villagers returned, huh. they were shocked to see that the old lady and her husband were still alive. And after she told them about the what, what she had experienced, they adopted the same methods to protect themselves every year. And thus, the Chinese New Year celebrations. Yeah. And, and the, the, the colour red is very lucky to the Chinese, isn't it? Because all the gambling houses in Vegas and everything, it's all, yeah, the colour red. So, that's interesting. So, it's all, so that's, they, they, they uh, a legend, the, obviously, under yeah. the guise of you know, under you know, legends and myths that that's going to be. Uh, yeah, but I thought that uh, was a story that's that's carried on for, for for you know centuries. Then, and I think it's important to know and understand other people's um, cultures and why they do things. Yeah, because I know that they they have their Chinese New Year, and it's a, it's a, a spectacle to watch and see. But you just think, oh right. It's because it's a new year. They're just yeah. celebrating like we do, right? We have fireworks yeah. and whatever else. But that's that's, that's their backstory. That's their backstory and the and the reason why. And with that, guys, we wish you a very happy merry new year. A very happy merry new year. <laughs> a very happy merry new year. <laughs> and um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you twenty twenty two. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what is this year going to bring? What What are you thinking? 
disease and pestilence. Yeah. Any good news in that? Well, I hope so. <laughs> the fucking needs to be. Yeah, I'd like we're a hoping for something. I'd like a holiday in this new year. Do you know what I'd like to do? I'd like some kindly sponsor out there to come and um, get me and Freddie on a little plane to do some ghost investigations and do a show from places we can't afford to go to. Now, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Any spas got any ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not opposed to a spa visit. <laughs> um, so anyway, guys, as always, you can email us directly. We're really, really easy to get hold of. And please, you know, listen to our, our back shows. We've got how many? 60, 70? You know, we've got a lot. That's we've a bit been dramatic. Doing this. There's maybe 50 well, episodes. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like it feels like 160. <laughs> yeah, you're being a bit dramatic. Then. We've got a lot though. There's there's lots of stuff. If you if you're if you're a first time listener or you've only joined us very very recently, there's lots and lots of stuff for you to go back and listen to. Um, but like I said, we're really easy to get hold of. If you want to reach out and just say hi, if you want to ask us a question, if you have any recommendations, anything at all, you can email us at the Haunted Podcast okay. Official at gmail.com um you can follow us on instagram um the haunted podcast official at instagram um we're on oh, twitter and that's the haunted Pcast. if you search the haunted podcast official on facebook we are there we're also as well we are trying now to live stream every single one of these episodes on tiktok if you're not following us on there what you're doing it is the haunted well, it's only our third one it's the haunted podcast get onto the haunted podcast yeah. on tiktok you can see us live you can listen to the episode as it's happening with all the outcuts you and... can ask us questions and we will uh, answer you live i mean is there any questions on there i can't yeah see. jake said how do you not know betty white oh god jake look i'm not in all these bloody things i don't watch uh, what they call sitcoms no, people haven't asked us anything. They're just being silly. Um, but Nobody's yes. interested. We're not that popular enough yet, Fred. We are. We're really We popular. are with our own um, our own people, but maybe not with the TikToks. But anyway, you can go and watch us live over there. Also, guys, what we've done, uh, what we're going to try and do, a goal for us in the, in the new year is to try and... Um, try and get some sponsorship for the show. Try and um, earn a little bit of... A little bit of money to try and recoup some of the costs that we have incurred making it over all this time. So obviously, guys, there's no obligation to, but if you, if you feel, if you have one pound, one singular, spare, a, one little, pound. a little nugget or anything, please, 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 every every little helps. A little festive gift. Buy us a coffee or something. Um, we've set up a a, a PayPal, and that is. Um, our email address again, so it's the haunted podcast official at gmail.com. Listen, every, oh, we, we appreciate anything but and it's, everything, it's, and we'll give you a little shout out on the show. Of course, we will, but it's, it's more than that. We actually want to go to some venues, and um, of course, neither of us have got a spare five really, but we'd actually like to go to some places and, and you know, do some shows live from those places, and that's not going to happen on our yeah, way. We, 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 want, we want to grow and we want to. Yeah. We we would like a bit of help with it if anyone help along the way a pound, so that's you know because if everyone gave us a pound we'd be able to do it wouldn't we so I wouldn't ever say bloody fivers and things and if you have that that's amazing but you know a little bit just so we can do better shows for you guys really isn't it Basically. we aren't going to go down the pub with it put it that way no 
Um, we'll buy cheap booze and drink it indoors. <laughs> as per. As per. But yes, guys, so we're going to chip off. We hope you have a, an amazing new year. Stay safe, everyone out there. It's a crazy world at the minute. And um, we will see you all in 2022. Yeah, we're in a few days, really. You say 2020 like it's going to be ages. Like, yeah, see you next days. year. See you when I'm older. Bye. Bye.